entertainment, arts, and interviews. The Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Thanks for keeping it here with your radio sisters. Last weekend, you heard part one of our chat with multi-platinum singer-songwriter Vanessa Carlton. You know her from her hits, A Thousand Miles and Ordinary Day. Jump into part two now, where she's talking about the recording of her new EP, Blue Pool. Recording this, obviously you had an image in your mind of what you wanted it to sound like sonically. Did that take a while to get there, and did you know it when you heard it? Okay, so the beginning of my working relationship with Steve Osborne happened the record before this. Okay. album called Rabbits on the Run. Mm-hmm. And we did this song called Hear the Bells. When he mixed it and he did all of his beautiful magic on that song, I was like, I want to go down that path okay. more. That is the beginning of my next record. Okay. So you kind of had a model to go after. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yes. You've been on major labels. You were actually discovered by music bigwig Armit Erdogan. And you've lived the whole major label uh, life. And then you've also yeah, seen the downside of that. You know, the struggle is coming back creatively as an indie artist after that kind of experience. Right. How did you regroup and reinvent at that point in your career? Um, I think when I left the whole major label thing and all those expectations that maybe I felt like I had put on myself or perceived that others had put on me, it was like really liberating. After an album called Heroes and Thieves, I released in 2007, I left the relationship I was in, which I had been working for a couple albums with my boyfriend at the time, which was, you know, that's its own situation. Right. And when I got out of it, I had just this blank page. I could do whatever I wanted. And it was felt amazing. So that was freeing to you. You didn't have kind of like the, I have no monetary support, that kind of thing. I was going to fund it myself. Like I couldn't spend the kind of money that a major label could. But you know what? I just invested in myself. Yeah, you had your own monetary support. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, I think especially now, like particularly in Nashville, like there's such a vibrant network of artists that you can figure out how to make your vision happen. And you don't need some huge budget to do it, you know? Right, creative. Now, when you look at your life now, where you are like personally, creatively, versus when you were on a major, you know, touring with a huge hit, all of that, would you say that you're happier now than you were then? I would, you know, I don't want to sound like some ungrateful person, but I think I'm really one of those people that like should have not hit their success in a pop culture way until like she was like older, like 30 or something. You know, those artists that like have 10 years to like grow and figure it out. You know, I just came out off the bat and was thrown out there and yeah. All these people were connecting to this song and this album, and I went around the world, and I was just like, I wasn't connected. Like, I wasn't getting it, you know? Uh-huh. Um, at the same time, it was an incredible experience, and it led to me learning a lot. put me on this path to really figuring stuff out. It forces uh, you to learn a lot so. quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would you say that time in your life, were you stressed out, and did you feel like a lot of pressure? Um, yeah. I think I closed off. I had some trust issues. I didn't trust a lot of people. Uh Well, you never know who's there for what reason. Yeah. I don't think I liked myself that much then either because it makes you kind of hard. Yeah. You know, I didn't feel safe enough to be this, like, vulnerable, nice person, you know? Uh Uh-huh. 
Now, you recently married John McCauley of Deer Tech, and Stevie Nicks officiated the ceremony. So, I mean, it doesn't get any more rock and roll wedding than that. That had to be pretty cool. It was great. It really was a special day for all of us, and Stevie was really sweet to do it. Yeah. Now, how did that come about? I was going to see Stevie anyway. We usually hang out during holidays in Phoenix. And I was like, Tom, why don't you come? You know, we had talked about getting married. And I said, look, you know, if you're going to do it, let's just have it be like in some beautiful moment that we're in and be like, let's just do it now. And have it be like a really kind of solitary thing at the same time, you know. So, I don't know, I just, I asked Stevie, I was like, we're going to come out to Phoenix and would you marry us (laughs) one day that we're there, you know. And she was Um, like, sure, why not? I told her the site to go online and like get this card thing that makes you an officiant. And she just, you know, she did it. But it, she's something Stephanie Nick. She has, like, a card that says she, like, could marry people. So you were her first marriage. Is that right? We're her first. Okay. Yeah, so we have to do her proud. Got you know? <laughs> <laughs> some pressure there. Okay, you have a daughter now. How has that changed your approach and John's approach to your music and careers? It really crystallizes your life, having a kid. Or we were in the first seven months of it but what did we used to do during the day yeah. you know I don't know but you really have very clear goals of what you want to do like if you want to do your record it like what's got to be a certain way when you want it to be great you want to take care of your body you want to you know like everything just becomes very obvious and she's such a beautiful little mirror to like your mood and your environment that you're creating it's a really cool situation I didn't know it would be like this and she's a really happy baby and I, you know, it really takes you out of your own head also in ways that are important. You just, like, take your head out of your ass. Yeah. It reminds me of all the times I visit my girlfriends that had kids, and I would show up, you know, all dressed in black with my dog and, like, brooding. And, like, I was just, like, so selfish, you know, like, so in my own thing. And uh-huh. they were, like, you know, they're building this family. And so now I get it. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to see it from the other side, really. Yeah. You have to be much more effective with your time. (laughs) Right, exactly. I mean, I'm about to figure out how to do the whole touring with the baby thing. We're going to have to get a nanny, and, Uh you know, I'm about to learn what's going to work for us. Yeah. Obviously, you have no set tour, but is that on the schedule when the release of this? Yeah. We will release dates soon. I tour from October on and off to through the spring, I think, actually. Will you tour together with John, or do you keep careers separate? Okay, so I am releasing my album now because they're not working. Like, we cannot release a record at the same time. Yeah. And that's a decision that we made. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, I want to keep our family together, you know? So we can really strategize to Uh make it work for us. And when he's off, he's going to come out. And and when I'm done, then I can be there for him, you know? It works. And have you ever talked about a collaboration together in the future? Yeah, John is so good. I mean, I would be honored to play with him, to write with him. I mean, I think a lot of people would feel that way, not just his wife. Maybe when we're done with both of our next albums, we could try a little side project. We do a duet sometimes on a song that was on his last album. And he played lots of guitar, actually, on my record. Because he came to visit me when I was in England, and we put him to work, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, what's your daughter's name? 
Sid. Have you noticed musical talent in her seven months of life? Yeah, right. <laughs> I can break up her mood if she's in a funky space. If I sing certain songs to her, she changes her mood. It's a language that they love. Yeah, you know, yes. I don't think human beings ever stop loving it. It's just like music is really as close to magic yeah. for your brain as you can get. I think. Part of your soul. Yeah. Okay, well, Vanessa, thank you so much. Anytime. <laughs> Thanks, care. lady. Uh-huh. Vanessa Carlton here with us today on the Mulberry Lane Show. Gotta check out her new EP, Blue Pool. Now from the Blue Pool to the back roads, we'll be right back with John Schneider, best known from the Dukes of Hazard. Dive in right now with Vanessa's new song, Blue Pool. Man, it's so nice to see you again. You're that great blue pool in LA. Now close my book, move my bag, make some space, cause it's Time to give that sun a break So tell me now how these few 